What's up, you guys, and welcome to Adulting with Joy Spring. If you're a fan of this podcast because of Shot of Sanity with Erin Atide or the self-help tips and self-development episodes that we do, please skip this one because this episode is going to be a personal one where I sit down and answer some questions that is kind of reflective for my birthday. Um, I think it's still pretty helpful because I have a lot of realizations here and, and I guess lessons that I've learned in the past year before I turned 27 that I share with you guys. So if you're interested in that, please do stick around. Um, I also have to correct myself. When I recorded this, I was trying to remember a Bible verse from memory. And I said 2 Corinthians chapter 15, when in fact it was actually, it is actually 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. Nonetheless, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And thank you once again for making Adulting with Joyce Spring the number one podcast in Spotify here in the Philippines. Enjoy this episode. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Adulting with Joy Spring. It is May 13, 2020, at 7:43 in the evening. It's a Wednesday night, and we are stuck at home here in Makati, Philippines, and in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. I just turned 27. That's right, 27, 27. A couple of days ago on May 4, may the 4th be with all of you guys. And um, this episode, if you were wondering why I made all those personal quips and anecdotal uh, information, is because this is going to be a personal episode, and it's going to be a personal episode about my birthday. Now, the reason why I'm doing this is because I don't have the energy to write, and I, but I still want to do the yearly tradition that I I would do on my birthday, which is I basically have a yearly birthday post, uh, which I haven't done this year. I probably will do it when I finally upload this, this podcast episode, uh, alongside with the questions that I'll be answering for myself in this episode. But I just wanted to read to you something that I had written on May 2, 2013, two days before my 20th birthday, I think. Yes, 20th birthday. Uh, it's a blog post that uh, Baby Joyce wrote, uh, and it's entitled, On Growing Up Instead of Getting Old. Wow, profound. Uh, let's read it. Joyce says, that's me. There's really not much I can write about at 10 in the morning, so I apologize in advance. My dad would always reiterate to my friends and I how often he had to remind me as a kid to slow things down, which is true. I always wanted more from what my age and capabilities allowed, and he knew it would be a problem once I actually come to a point in my life when I just feel at a loss for all of the years that had just gone by. Years I will have spent doing things that I wasn't yet to be doing. I always wanted more out of everything, out of people, out of myself, most especially, and I have had troubles dealing with mediocrity. I'm sorry, this is the first time that I'm reading this for in a long time, so forgive me. Okay, I continue. Second paragraph. I guess it comes with this recurring feeling I have that I will die young. Wow! And I don't mean that in a melodramatic teenage angst sense because that would not count for I am starting tomorrow, no longer a teenager. I said I was writing this when I was just 19. But in the sense that I have seen and gone through enough to know 
that we always think there is going to be more time than it runs out. That's true. We consume the resources that we have, thinking it will always be provided for until it dries up. We take the people who love us for granted until they leave us or pass away. We waste time on things we don't have the luxury to waste time on until the day comes when time is no longer ours to spend. We always think we'll fall in love again until the day comes when we lose the love of our life and not know what life is like before or since. We live like there will always be tomorrow when everything and everyone in our lives are there at a standstill just where we wanted them to be until we wake up and find ourselves stripped of all things we once knew. Wow. I go on. I always ask more of myself and of everyone around me because this whole thing, this life that we're all so scared to mess up or work hard for or grow up into facing is borrowed. The things and people in your life right now won't always be there. You will never be as young as you are right at this very moment and you won't always have the blessing to wake up to a new day and make better choices. There is now though and quite frankly that is all we have. So true. I am sometimes too hard on myself, too much a perfectionist, and too specific on the things I want to achieve and how I would want to go about it. I can be too independent, a tad bit controlling, and day by day more obsessed with finding out ways to live my life differently. But that is just who I am, and it has worked for me since the day I made my 10-year plan as a (laughs) 9-year-old. That is so true. This Yes, this is true. Be grateful and move on to better things. We all have to grow up sometime to stop depending on the things and people around us for change and a better environment. We all will have to do things on our own. And instead of wasting time waiting on everyone else to do the hard work for us to achieve our dreams, we can do it ourselves. Make those decisions and changes. Be the change. Hi, my name is Joyce Spring. I am turning 20 years old and because i've decided it my time is now oh i'm actually pretty proud of old me for writing that that's actually a pretty good piece um wow now i feel like an idiot with what i'm about to do Parang i grew up backwards so i'm profound ni 20 year old joyce um but yeah that was a blog post from 2013 and um you know it's so true what I was writing at that time. Ever since I was a kid, I always had been told that I acted, sounded, and and thought like a, a, a grown-up, you know? And, and that would always be a problem for me. I would always get in trouble for that. And I would always feel like I didn't belong anywhere because of it. But I found my way around it, you know? I, I praise God that He protected me, that He gave me outlets to express myself, um... I obviously found writing, I found painting, I found the academics, uh, the academe, I found knowledge in the Bible, and I found great, amazing friends, uh, some of whom are, are still my best friends now, that have really helped me and shaped me to become the, the woman that I am today. And so I'm really grateful for that. Um, and that actually just made me realize I want to make that birthday post. But before we go on into that, I have a couple of questions that I found on the internet, I basically just googled questions to ask yourself on your birthday and this came up and it's 10 reflection questions to ask yourself on your birthday. Okay, so let's start with question number one. The question is, 
Um, what or who changed you in the past year? What made you go out of your comfort zone or what happened that forced you to change? Well, definitely, um, I got married at 26, uh, at the tail end of my 26th year, actually. On February 9, 2020, I got married to a boy named Juancho, Juan Carlo Trevino. And Juancho is someone who I've been acquainted with for quite some time. He started tweeting me and messaging me in 2014. Um, and he would slide in my DMs and tell me that he was listening on the radio. And, you know, when I met him in GMA, finally, he would ask for my photo. And um, and then we ended up working together in Unang Hirit, a morning show here in the Philippines in 2017. He finally had the chance to make me legal because I would never reply to any of his any of his messages or tweets or DMs. And I ended up falling in love with him, falling madly and deeply in love with him. Um, after dating for a couple of months, probably three or four months, we decided to go into premarital counseling in our church. Uh, and then we got through that. We got through so many things like my Lola getting hospitalized, me getting hospitalized, some intense family problems, some intense anxieties and depressions, and then my Lola passing away, and so many difficult things that we went through. And still God allowed us to get engaged and finally get married. And he's literally the one person who's changed everything in the past year and I'm grateful for him I really really am in the beginning of our relationship I think Wancho was very young in the Christian faith you know I brought him to church and I remember when he started courting me well he wanted to when he wanted to court me I told him what nah you know just don't court court me nah I'm not interested uh you're not a Christian it's not something that I want to work out and um, he's like, okay, just tell me what are your boundaries. Just let me know what your boundaries are. I'll, I'll operate within those boundaries. I promise you, I will. And if it doesn't work out, no hard feelings. It's fine. Just give me a shot. And being the persuasive person that he is, he was just like that. Like, you don't even need me. You don't need to give me your yes, is what he was saying. Just give me a shot. Uh, and so I laid down all of these crazy, as in, I kid you not, crazy boundaries for Wancho. Intense boundaries. The first time that he wanted to court me, I, I told him already, one of the boundaries that I have is if you want to get married. Because if you don't want to get married with me, if you don't think you can marry me, I don't think there's any reason for you to court me. Like, that's, that's intense, right? For a person to say. Um, but that just says, I guess, a lot about the kind of man I married and and the kind of grace that, that God showed us through this relationship. And he operated within those boundaries. He went to church. He even stopped going to church with me so that he can go to church on his own. And he told me, I don't want to go to church with you because I'm constantly distracted by you. And I want to know if I really want this for myself or if I'm just doing it because of you. And I praise God because 
the moment he decided that, I knew that it was the Holy Spirit calling him and, and drawing him near. Because why would anyone think of it that way, right? Like, why would anyone think, no, I shouldn't pursue Jesus if I really want to, not because I want to pursue you. That's basically what he said. And so he started attending. I attend in CCF Eastwood. And he started attending in his home church, which is CCF Makati. And from attending in CCF Makati, he finally found his mentors there. He finally found his discipleship group there, his Bible study group, his uh, community of church and of other men. And he just exponentially grew in a couple of months. And that's all by God's grace. We know that these stories are not always like that. But really seeing how the Lord worked in Wancha's heart, that his first pursuit was of my heart. And then I was just really being used by God and, and graciously so, so that he can draw Wancho towards his heart. And when I saw that Wancho was really pursuing Jesus, was really falling in love with Jesus, was really loving the Lord more than he loved me, that's when I knew that this was the man that I would marry. And, and so I did. And that's, that's one question. And it's taken me 15 minutes, I think. Dinaman, <laughs> 12 minutes. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the first question. Um, so yeah, Wancho. Okay, second question. Did you make new friends or strengthen your relationships? I have to say that I don't really have new friends. Um, and, and here's the thing. I feel like I've strengthened a lot of relationships and friendships. And I guess at 27, that's really what happens. You know, it's not the year to make new friends unless it's really special. Um, maybe I would, I, I would say Anjali Dub was a new friend that I made. Uh, and that's because Anjali and I have always known each other through online. We follow each other, but I never really got to see her as an actual friend until we did the podcast together and had a really great conversation. And so we've kept in touch after that. It was, yeah, it was really nice to have that as a new friend. Angeli is an amazing woman. Um, but strengthen my relationships and my friendships, definitely. I think one that I have to say is I've kind of been, by the grace of God, strengthening my relationship with my mom Especially now that I'm married, I'm kind of understanding her better. And, and because of that, I'm, I'm learning to be more grateful for her. I'm learning to be more loving towards her. And I really praise God for that. I also have been really strengthening my relationship with Aaron, you know, because we do the, the daily show now of SOS. It seems as if we've gotten so much closer, even, uh, more than we were before, you know, because before we were crazy 20 somethings running around Metro Manila, going from one party after another and getting into one heartbreak after another. And, we would always be so busy with life. I mean, we were doing it together, you know. We were we were traversing through our early 20s, just going crazy and partying and dating around. But when you're doing all of those things, it's kind of hard to really make solid connections with anybody. And so I feel like now that I'm married and and now that Aaron is still single, <laughs> And now that Aaron and I were, were both doing the daily show, um, 
we're, we're actually in a more quiet and peaceful place. And so that makes our conversations even better than how good they already are. So yeah, those are my strengthened relationships. Great questions, by the way, dear intellectualdork.com. <laughs> okay. Um, which people have affected you most this year? Yeah, I have to say still Wancho, uh, Aaron, because of the show. Probably, I have to say also, just having new family, like having in-laws has been amazing. It's like having an extended family. I have four other siblings now, which is crazy. And um, I think I'm also moved a lot by how much my 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 management and my team you know uh Aterona and Jello and Kiara and Mama Betcha and all the people from VCM the way that they've been taking care of me um really has has changed so much in my life and how how they've supported me with getting married I don't think that it's quote-unquote normal for for people my age and Wancha's age even to get married in the industry that we're in because we're in our 20s you know the the branding is supposed to be still young and fun and and then they made me realize and they supported me loved me so much and made me realize that you can be young and fun and married it's 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 a good thing it's a good thing it's actually a really good blessing so yeah, those are the people. And, and I think also, um, I have to say my brother, because my brother has been working every single day, going out of the house, going to impoverished areas to provide food for thousands of family. My brother, Victor Pring. And he does this with no political agenda, no nothing. I know this because I'm his sister. He just really wants to help. And and I know that that's also his way of coping with with the crises. Um, his coping mechanism is, is to find out ways that he could help. And so that affected me most because it made me kind of reflect like, okay, what what can I do on my part, on my side uh, of, of this situation? How can I be just like my brother? And it's nice to feel that way about your younger brother. You know, it's very, very inspiring. So yeah, okay. Why have you asked for the gifts you have asked on your birthday, for your birthday? I asked for books and I also asked for a dog. <laughs> I don't need more books. I know that because uh, I have uh, plenty of them. And I also de don't need another dog because I don't have space for another one. And Bowie already is so clingy as it is. Um, but yeah, those are the only things that I asked for my birthday. Uh, but the amazing thing is on my birthday this year, my husband and my family and my best friends actually threw me a surprise birthday party well a surprise e birthday party electronic birthday party nag video call kami there were around 20 people i kid you not 18 or 20 people in the video call and they all sent me gifts so most of them sent me food and um and books and one of my best friends chrissy she gave me her Two Funko Pop Star Wars um, Funko Pops, Siray, and also Kylo Ren, which is amazing because that's part of her um, collection. And it was just amazing because I told her, wait, you're giving this to me? But this is part of your collection. And then she just says, that's how much I love you. 
and and some of them, like Hannah, who's in the states, she just sent in a video of herself doing a cover of my song Bakasakali, which touched my heart and in so many gentle and and in exquisite ways. So I have the best best friends in the world. I love them, and my faith and and faith, my best friend from grade school since I was nine years old, uh, not only gave me a video birthday gift but also was the technical director for the Zoom party, which was also amazing. And Nina, one of my best friends as well, baked me a cake, gave me a card, and and was just and also and also a singing video. So I didn't ask for anything on my birthday, but that's because I feel so blessed already as it is. It it felt like it would be unlawful to ask for more. But but God in his mercy and his grace continues to overflow the love in my life. And so I'm grateful for that. Okay. Next, are you proud of the person you are becoming? I am proud of the person I am becoming by the grace of God, by the sanctification of the Lord through life experiences, through heartaches and pains, and through marriage. Yes, I am. I am proud of it. Um, I have to say that I still make a lot of mistakes. I still struggle with a lot of things, especially now with the quarantine. I feel like my my depression and my anxiety levels are still very high and one of my best friends messaged me kanina and she was like, oh, kamusta yung atake mo ng anxiety or depression? Anxiety ba or depression? I both know. <laughs> so at that moment, she realized she had a really damaged friend. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not damaged. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's tough. It really is. It's been tough. But I praise God because I know that... Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 7. For if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. If my memory serves me right. And and I think, you know, it that's true. Um, ever since I I took seriously my relationship with God, and ever since I really I really submitted myself to to the Lord, um, everything changed. I'm I'm more joyful. I do have bad seasons still, but but my heart is at peace always. And and I always I always look at everything that happens in my life as a step forward, not backwards. If it's something that's that I know is glorifying to God and I know is loving towards the people around me, then I know it's a step forward. So I'm proud of that. I guess you can say that I'm proud of the person that I'm becoming, but I also have to say that I'm only becoming the person that I am because I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. So there. Okay, what new things have you done this year? Absolutely nothing. (laughs) I can't do anything new because we're stuck at home in quarantine. No. Um, Well, I am a wife. And so I learned how to... I baked for the first time during this quarantine. That's that's something nice. I started this new show called Shada Sanity with Erin Ataide, which is also great. Um, What else did I learn? I... I started handwriting my poems and sell, selling them online through help exhibit for a good cause. I started, I learned how to do uh, Zoom show, live shows and and do everything on digital. I did a live concert on digital. Um, just a lot of 
of fun things, a lot of new things. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually skipping through some of the questions here that are weird. Like, did you feel like a child this past year? No, I didn't. Um, let's see. What did you do that you were scared of at first? Wow. Falling in love. <laughs> Saying yes to marrying a guy that I knew for just a couple of months. No. Um, yeah, I think it was getting married. I guess you I guess you'd, you'd always be scared, right? If you were in the right mind and you're about to promise this person that you'll be faithful to them and love them through thick and thin for the rest of your life and actually mean to keep that promise, it, you'd be scared too. Um so that's probably the most scared that I've gotten um in doing something for the first time. I guess doing a daily show also on the podcast, I didn't know if I'd have the energy to do that or or the patience to edit and, and the creativity even to think of new content every day. That's one, but it's a good thing that I have Erin and I did to do that with me. Um, and you could say that facing coronavirus and the extended community extended enhanced community quarantine uh, I was really scared to do that at first and and I say that not because I'm now not scared I'm still pretty anxious and scared about what the future holds and what the future will look like and what kind of world my future babies will will grow up in but now I'm kind of you know I guess with human nature you you tend to adapt People even who experience wars and famine and, and the worst kinds of things in life, I'm not just saying that we're experiencing the same thing because obviously this is still comfortable. I'm just at home. Um, but what I'm trying to say is even in difficult and dire situations, the human spirit has the capacity to adapt and even to thrive. So I was scared at first. I was very, very scared. I was scared for a lot of things even scared for and and sad because this is the first year of my marriage and I wanted to you know explore the world and 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 learn new things and and really see and and see what life is like outside and exploring and learning with my husband but I was so scared of the fact that we'll probably never be able to do that at least not anytime soon but by God's grace, my my anxiety and my anxiousness finally let up and I started having I started understanding and, and really holding on to the eternal hope that, that Jesus Christ offers. And when I when I understand that God is sovereign above all and that He's in control, um I, I started to feel peace and joy in my heart, knowing that this Earth really is just a, a passing through place for for Christians out there, for those who believe in Christ, and that their home really is in heaven, and in in you know being reunited with with our Lord, Creator and Savior. So, yeah, I was scared at first, but now I'm kind of I'm finding courage every single day. God is providing me courage and peace and joy, and I'm really grateful for that. Okay. Last, I guess, like last question probably that I'll be answering is what do you want to change next year? Um, this is a big question. 
this person says. So focus and think. Think about every aspect of your life, all the things you want to improve physically, mentally, professionally, every aspect that can be filled in. What do I want to change next year? I would... Hmm. That's tough. Well, obviously, I want to for the COVID-19 pandemic to end already, hopefully, before next year, for things to go back to the life before. I wouldn't say normal, because now this is the normal. Um, I would want to change... The first thing that came to my mind, I would want to change the way that I eat and the way that I treat my body. And I know that sounds crazy because I'm one of the, the probably healthier ones out there, you know. But every time I have depression, it's really hard to do anything, really. Um, and I just eat. I eat whatever I want. When I have depression or anxiety, when I, I'm in really difficult seasons, like months of it, it's odd. It's either so brahumag training. Like during the time that I was doing triathlon, I was just like nonstop doing training. I literally was training five hours a day because I would wake up really early in the morning. I'd swim for two hours or three hours. And then I'll do radio, I'll do events, I'll do whatever. And then at night, I would run for another two to three hours. So I was basically working out for five hours a day. Either that or it's like this where I'm just I'm sleeping in and I'm 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 not working out or even when I do work out it's it's a lot of of effort on my side. So <clears throat> I want to change that. I want to not be enslaved by by my mental health. I want to actually do and then see if it'll change my my thought processing and my depression because I know scientifically that eating healthier and and working out will help in my anxiety and my depression but the thing that they don't say in the science articles is the experiential part of that wherein yes we know that we understand people with depression and anxiety are aware that they will feel better after the workout and after they eat vegetables over the junk food that they've just ordered but knowing is so different from doing and it's so hard to do when you're fighting with mental health issues so I want to do more than just think um I also want to and and I've I'm actually proud of myself because I've started doing it already I don't need to change it for next year I started being more true to my artistic self um for a lot of people who've known me since forever they know that even though i love the reading and the academic part of my lifestyle i am also an artist by heart i'm creative by heart i live and breathe words and and color and and just passion expressed in letters and and canvas and I haven't been able to do that in, in the past few years because I'm so incredibly busy with the schedule that I have. But thank God for my current situation. Now that I'm comfortably stuck at home, I have the opportunity and the privilege to go back to my my old loves, like writing and, and painting. So yeah, that's, that's one thing. Um, the second will have to be 
and it's another physical thing. I feel like because the emotional and the spiritual and the mental parts, I constantly try to work on. So I don't think I have to wait for next year to do that. But for physical, you know, ko. Well, I want to have a serious skin routine, and and I know that sounds mababaw, but I don't have. I'm always changing my skin routine because my my skin is so incredibly sensitive. So sometimes, like I have products that I use that work for me in a specific season and then it doesn't work for me when it gets rainy or sunny so that's weird and i want to be able to find like one skin routine that i could stick by even if it's just one product that i could stick by forever i have yet to to find that okay let's think about deeper things here joyce this is your birthday podcast you're going to listen to this when you're 37 and you're going to regret saying all of these dumb things um if there's anything that I want to change and improve on next year, I would want to live my life more in service of God and others. Maybe that's that's probably the, the one that's deepest in my heart. Um, this year, I was actually praying about going to Bible school, even just online. And I just really want to know God more. And I want to be better equipped in, in telling people about it and telling people about who God is and what Christ has done in my life. And I want to have just civil conversations with people who disagree with me. Um, I find it fascinating sometimes that we're so open. I, I see that society is so open to a lot of crazy ideas. But the moment that a Christian opens her mouth, they're like, that's so wrong. So I, I just, I don't understand that. I want to understand why people tolerate a lot of other ideologies and worldviews. But when it comes to Christianity, I know a lot of my friends even um, who just seem so offended by it. And, you know, I just, I want for people to understand that God is a merciful, just, loving, wonderful God. He is... He really is. He, I, I, I don't even deserve to, to experience the kind of life and, and love and the kind of grace that I experience on a day-to-day, moment-to-moment basis. But, but I do. And it's not because I'm a great person, but it's because of who God is and, and, and because He is a gracious, generous God. And I want people to know him. I want people to know the truth. So that's one thing that I really want to do. One of the things that I'm trying to pray about now, actually, is starting a Saturday prayer brunch for ladies that I'll be doing with, first, my best friends and my friends, and eventually opening up to other women uh, in my community, people who follow me, people who are part of the podcast. Um, And that's because I think, you know, with quarantine, we all realized how everything else is fleeting, how your work and and your home and every other small and profound luxuries we have in life, they're all fleeting. Everything's fleeting. I think I always knew that, but but seeing other people come into that realization as well had a profound effect on me. Like, wow, people are now seeing really what the Bible says, that your your life is but a mist. You are just a 
mist that that's here right now and then vanishes the next second that's life and and if we don't if you don't have god and if you don't have eternity to look forward to you will be terrified because if this is life if this is it you're stuck at home listening to this podcast and you can't go out not without feeling anxious and fearing for your life then what's the point there's no point in it there's no point in life if there's no point in life why why should we live why should we continue living but i i have in the past three years, been wooed and by, graciously called by God. And he made me realize that there is a point in life. The point is to be reconciled to our creator. And I want people to know that. I think that's the one thing that I want to focus on this year and the next. And hopefully it's something that I'll be able to do. Um, if it's the Lord's will, then it will happen. Uh, but more than anything, everything that I do in my life, I try to make uh I try to make decisions that will glorify God and that will love others. I try to put myself in the third of the list of the priorities. Actually fourth now that I have a husband. So that's worked out for me very well and I pray that God will continuously shower me with his mercy and his grace that he will continuously use my life for his greater glory. And of course, for my own good, for my marriage's good, for my future family's good. I'm not pregnant, but I just I just want to clarify that. Because <laughs> ma ma ano take out of context. Um, but yeah. Uh, and I want to love people more. I want to be more compassionate to people. I want to learn more with people. I want to teach people more if I have the capacity to teach them. I want to reach out to more people, especially people who are in need. I know I'm. God has already gave, given me the privilege of doing that in, in my own little ways. But I want to do it more profoundly, as I mentioned, um, in the next few years. And I'm really grateful that I'm married now. I'm 27 now. I'm just three Kembots away from 30. And I've lived a really full beautiful grace-filled amazing life and it's all by the grace of god and and i'm just really grateful for it so yeah this was 37 minutes of me blabbering through um but hopefully it's something that made you know me a bit a bit deeper and made me under made you understand my heart and future joyce if you are listening to this uh, okay, some things that I want you to remember from this year. You are currently reading. You are currently reading um, Reflections on the Psalms by C.S. Lewis. This is on your desk. Uh, you also have, you are currently memorizing Ephesians with Anacleta. You are reading The Hobbit and you're not done with it because you've just been very distracted and busy with work and also simultaneously reading 12 Rules for Life by Jordan P. Peterson. Uh, currently, you are watching uh, Trial by Media on Netflix. Currently, your favorite song is mm, Still, My Worth is Not in What I Own, which is a hymn, and How Great Thou Art. Um, another thing that you love right now, Bowie, your Shiba Inu is a crazy malambing 
service dog who knows to comfort you when you are going through depression and anxiety and you praise God for him. Um, and you are at home in a small apartment, small but comfortable apartment with the love of your life. His name is Juancho. He also just turned 27, around two and a half weeks before you did. He's great. He loves you very much. He cooks you breakfast when you can't get out of bed because you're very down. He tells you he loves you even though you've been making him look for your headphones all over the house only to find out that you left it in the balcony and you found it because you thought about looking there. You didn't think about looking there before asking Wanshu to look all over the house. Um, and he's starting his own business. He's telling you that he wants to have babies with you in the future and that he will always love you because he will always love God and that life is beautiful. That's it. Um, that's it for this episode of Adulting with Joy Spring. If you listened all the way to this part, you are a hero. Thank you for listening to my birthday episode and I'll see you, talk to you guys again soon. Paalam! And that's it for this episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, go to www.joyspring.com and if you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash adultingwithjoyspring. I'll talk to you guys soon. Paalam! Paalam!